do these coaches have a built-in excuse by going for it on fourth down? Plus, are Tom Brady and the Tampa Buccaneers done? And what's going on in the AFC? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm James Erpine. My co-host, Tony Wiggins, is under the weather. He's doing okay, but not with us today. The good news is, is we're stacked, packed, we're loaded. If you want to tweet Tony, let him know. Uh, that you're thinking about him, that uh, that would be good. As he, uh, I told him, I was like, look, Tone, don't power through. The holidays are coming up, and you have to be good to go on the holidays. This is why you have a co-host. This is why you have someone you can lean on on Wednesdays. And a uh, quick reminder to make us your first listen, not just on Wednesdays, but each and every day here on Locked on NFL, because we're going to give you the latest news each and every day. Let's be honest. It is late December now. It is time uh, for the cream of the crop to to rise in the league, and we're going to dive into that today. We're going to get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what's going on there, their injuries, and, and issues that they suddenly are having and seem to always have against the Saints. Are they done? Plus, the AFC playoff race is weird. It's wacky. I, I'm in Cincinnati, and suddenly the Bengals, the team I cover, uh, are the fourth seed. They're leading the division in the AFC North, uh, but I, I want to spend some time at the top of the AFC. But before I do all of that, let's start with a team that probably should be at the top of the AFC. And it's something that a lot of you are going to question and knock me on and say, well, the numbers this and the numbers that, and I get it. There's a place for analytics. I do. And I'm not dismissing them. And I don't think, uh, you know, that you need to be a football guy and go with your gut and all that stuff. Uh, at, At the same time, Let's be honest here. Brandon Staley, he's coaching reckless. Reckless. And you can say, oh, well, this is what we do. This is who we are. You know, we're going to go for it on every fourth down. And the numbers say, you know what the numbers have become? Where it's like, you know, you have a 46% chance if you go for it versus a 43% chance. It's such a built-in excuse that lets these coaches off the hook. And yeah, the numbers might say one thing. It also might be the wrong decision. And sometimes getting points is the right decision. Well, field goals aren't going to beat the Chiefs. Oh, you're playing to lose if you kick field goals. I hear all that. I hear all those arguments. They're dumb arguments. Sometimes points matter. (laughs) You know, specifically at the end of games where most of these NFL games, and I watch a ton of NFL football, come down to the final possession, come down to the final minutes, go to overtime. Wouldn't you like to have that 24-yard field goal at the start of the game? I get it. You want to go for it on fourth and five from the five. I understand that it can work out sometimes. And I also understand rolling the dice or sticking with the numbers. There's also a time and a place for that. And so you can be all gung-ho like Brandon Staley. That's fine. The Chargers aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Just put a fork in them now. They're just not. (laughs) Not like that. You're not going to do that. That's not going to work. Promise you. On the other side... I get it. You don't want to be overly conservative. And that's the part of this. Staley's going to find a balance. He's not going to go for it 30% of the time. 
throughout his career with the Chargers. He's not. And he might say that. That's fine. And th- look, I get it. Justin Herbert's really good. And, and that Chargers team is really explosive offensively and all of that. But there's times where you just need the points, where you want to go up seven going into halftime because it's more than four, <laughs> right? It's just there are times when it matters. And yeah, you could argue, oh, well, if they get it, then the game's up. Well, not necessarily. Everything changes. Everything changes. And going up seven or going up 10, and I get not settling for both field goals in the first half against the Chiefs. And I know I'm revisiting a game from week 15 way, way back when, but it's not just him. On Sunday, uh, John Harbaugh for the second straight week in a row goes for two. I get it. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, but you're at home. Huntley's playing well. You've moved the ball up and down the field, up and down the field. That Green Bay defense is tired, and you have the best kicker in football. So, like, I understand going for it. But the play matters, too. And this is the part. You know, there's been these clips of Harbaugh, like, you know, first off, it was the one uh, with Lamar early in the season. Do you want to go for it? You know, all dramatic and stuff. And then he asked his guys right before. I love that. I do. I also think if I'm the Ravens and my offense is moving the ball up and down the field and I'm at home, and by the way, I have the best kicker in the history of the game, you do have an edge there. You you do have an edge against the Packers and your guys are confident. And so, yeah, you, you can do that. But man, now, now, now suddenly you're looking at a must win this week against the Bengals, right? And it sets you back a little bit when you play really, really well and it comes down to one play. And that's the part of it where, yeah, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers, they win the coin toss and they go down and score a touchdown. But what if your defense gets a stop? What if you win the coin toss? And, and Huntley continues to run it like he was and gets it to Mark Andrews. And so that's the point is like these coaches now, Harbaugh, Staley, and not just them, but you know, a bunch of them, they can always say, well, the numbers say that's what we should do. And there's this group that bashes analytics. I think that's wrong. And then there's this other group that says, well, yeah, the numbers. And there's a balance. Like anything, the truth isn't here. You know, on on one extreme, it's not here. On the other extreme, it's in the middle. And the quicker people realize that and don't bash analytics like some of these national talking heads have done. And, and, and at the same time, the analytic nerds, and I'm not knocking you, right? The, the ones that study all this data and, and do all these stats and stuff, they also can't be like, oh, well, clearly this is what you need to do. Not every time. It, there's a balance. And that's fine. There's going to be some that disagree with what I'm saying. That's fine. But 99%, here's a number that I just made up, admittedly. of the time, the truth is in the middle about anything in life. And so this idea that, oh yeah, we have Justin Herbert, we're going to go for it. And uh, okay, that's scary. It is for opposing defenses. And, but you're going to have a drop here and you're going to have this here. And then the momentum changes. And then Patrick Mahomes is looking up. And even though the charge, the the chiefs, and they went for it on one of them, just an awful throw, had the touchdown. He's looking at him. He's like, all right, well, we still, we're still hanging around. We not, might not be playing well, but we can come back. And then it happens. Points matter. Points do matter. Sometimes it sucks. And that's the other part of this with the, the analytics is 
it sucks to get stuck inside the five yard line from an emotional standpoint and not get a touchdown. Like it really stinks to settle, right? You're settling for a field goal. Oh, that's the worst. It is no doubt about it. And so now instead of doing that and actually getting points on the board, there are coaches that are like, oh, well, the numbers say this, let's go for it. And then you're sometimes stuck with nothing. It's a turnover. It's an interception in the red zone. Think about that. That's what it, Sometimes it's okay taking the points. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes it's okay taking the points. I also agree with being aggressive, and there's a happy medium in between the two that I think some of these coaches in some situations have have gone off the rails on. And, uh, you know, if you have Justin Tucker, you're at home. I get it. It's Aaron Rodgers. I understand it. Do I also want Tyler Huntley rolling out with one option, Mark Andrews? Is that is that the play? So that's part of it too. It's the play call. For the two-point conversion. The fourth downs, Brandon Staley got it wrong. He might not admit it. That might be who they are. What the Chiefs are is not a, a Super Bowl winning team in 2021. Up next are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to repeat. Because, well, that was an ugly loss to the Saints at home. We'll discuss that next. But first, I got to tell you about Super 50, Super Bowl 56. Because Super Bowl 56 at SoFi, less than 100 days away. And on location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star Los Angeles hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. It's on location, exp.com slash SB56. Again, on location, exp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. When you go to Super Bowl 56 with on location, will Tampa Bay and Tom Brady be playing in their second straight big game? A lot of people would say no. A lot would. Buccaneers are 10 and four. They're the third seed in the NFC. They're firmly behind, at least as I record this on Tuesday afternoon. We, I know we still have some games. They're firmly behind the Green Bay Packers, who I think are going to coast and get that by. Look, I understand it. The, the panic and all of that. And I know what happened last year. I think it's fair to be pretty concerned about Tampa Bay for a few reasons. They've had injuries all season long. It's not just one injury. It's not, um, you know, one position group. It's all over. Their defense, their secondary has been banged up, banged up, banged up. Um, and, yeah, they played well the other day against Taysom Hill, right? And I think Bruce Arians made some questionable calls, decisions to go for it, not go for it, et cetera, in that game. That being said the injuries are taking their toll. Now no Chris Godwin for the rest of the season. Mike Evans seems to get up funny on every other play, and I'm not knocking him. He is a great player, but he's clearly dinged up. And yeah, Antonio Brown's coming back. What year is it again? Oh, it's 2021. Antonio Brown, you're banking on him. And I think he's really, really good still. But man, this team, they have no Giovanni Bernard right now. Leonard Fournette's banged up. No Chris Godwin for the rest of the season. At some point, it's too much to overcome. And I don't mean it's too much to overcome in the regular season. 
No, they're not done. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to finish 13 and four. They play the Panthers. They play the Jets. They play the Panthers. They should finish 13 and four. And then after that, get the second seed. And yeah, they'll have to play Green Bay, maybe in the NFC title game in Green Bay. They won there last year. So I don't think any of that stuff is really an issue. And getting the, the one seed, it does matter getting the bye, no doubt. At the same time, I don't think that's a huge issue. But the, the issue is is injuries. And it's hard to flip the, the switch, so to speak. And this team is going to have to do that. Now, if it was just Chris Godwin, and I say that, I know he's a really, really good player. I think they could overcome it, right? I, I do. I, I think Tyler Johnson's a good player. I think Scotty Miller's a good player. Uh, Jalen Darden, the rookie, uh, is a pretty good player. And so those guys could collectively step in. But can Antonio Brown be Antonio Brown? Like the explosive guy that earlier this year had, like looked like he might end up being their number one receiver at times. Can he be that by the playoffs? Not necessarily this week, by the playoffs. Can Mike Evans stay healthy? Will this secondary get to where it was at the end of last year? Will this pass rush come together? There's just a lot of questions. And so, no, I don't doubt Brady. And I really don't even doubt the offense. And yeah, Leonard Fournette, could he miss some time? Sure. But I don't think he's going to be out for the postseason or anything like that. But even when he comes back, are they just going to be able to flip the switch? That's the question. And it's it's a question that I, I never want to count out the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady, because of that pedigree, because of the talent. They have a ton of talent. It's not just banking on like the last year in New England, Brady's last year, you knew it was done, you knew it was over. You knew they didn't have enough talent. And uh, this team does, but they haven't put it together fully. They haven't been as dominant. And that might be good because they're still chasing. If you recall the Packers coming off of their Super Bowl year, they were undefeated. I think they started like 14 or 15 and 0 way back in, you know, it was 2011. And then they lose first round of the playoffs. And it's like, what the heck? Or their first playoff game because they got the buy. They got one of the buys because there was two buys then. I understand it. It's good that they're chasing, right? That they they need to strive, that they have this adversity. Part of that's good. But at some point, you want them to hit a gear. And that might be this week against Carolina and then the Jets and then Carolina. And then suddenly they're rolling. At the same time, injuries are hard to overcome. And Chris Godwin made a lot of big plays in the playoffs last year. And I know they didn't have Antonio Brown for part of the playoff run. Not saying they can't overcome it. Not saying that Giovanni Bernard might try to find his way back. I, I think he would have been a difference maker against the Saints over this past weekend. They just didn't have anybody that could catch the ball. And Ronald Jones will be good enough for now. But winning a Super Bowl is hard. <laughs> and if you're banged up, if your secondary is... Uh, is ailing, if you're trying Richard Sherman at safety, if all those things are happening and then your offense is sputtering a bit, it's going to be hard. So the Buccaneers, I'm not crossing them off. That would be silly to do. But I think there are legit concerns. And, and it's fair to be extremely concerned. And you look up, and I don't know about you, but if it's Kansas City and the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, you know, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. I like the Chiefs' chances more than I like 
the Buccaneers' chances today. And that being said, Green Bay might be the best team of all of them. We're not doing our power rankings today because the game's last night. Um, they'll look at the power rankings on Wednesday afternoon. But man, like this is uh, it, it's a it's a weird year where it, it's open, and so that's why I don't rule out a team like the Buccaneers with the pedigree. But I don't think I've seen what I wanted to see up to this point. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, yeah, the record's good, but you get swept by the Saints. And I know there were injuries. I get it. But I, I think that they should have overcame those. And part of that's on Brady. But part of that's on this offense that, to me, Scotty Miller's a player. To me, Tyler Johnson's a player. And those guys failed. Right? There were multiple drops uh, in that game in critical moments. Rob Gronkowski had multiple drops. So they need to figure that part out. If they do, I think they'll be right there. And, and who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe some of these guys on the Buccaneers, they can come back and heal up. And, you know, Built Bar might help get them there. The number one protein bar on the planet. This one that I have, if you're watching on YouTube, and you should subscribe to our YouTube page and um, follow wherever you get your podcast. But this is a blueberry muffin one. Love it. I love it, love it, love it. And the great thing about Built Bars, and I talk about this all the time, they're the number one protein bar on the planet. I have one each and every day because they're high in protein, they're low in sugar, they're low in calories. And they taste great. They taste like a candy bar because they're covered in 100% chocolate. And they have a flavor for everybody, whether it's cookie dough, whether it's uh, coconut almond. There's something for everyone. Blueberry, raspberry. So you just go there right now, built.com. Check out everything they have to offer. And just because you listen to Locked On NFL, you're going to get 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. It's that simple. Promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. And you're going to get 15% off your order. Don't delay. I get it. You want to get in better shape in 2022? Built Bars can get you there. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I mentioned Kansas City, and I kind of want to go through – we went through the NFC a little bit there. I want to go through the the AFC because, to me, Kansas City is exactly where I expected them to be. They're the scariest team. They're coming to Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati in Week 17. Can't wait to watch them. I think they're – Awesome. And that's why going back to my first, the first segment of the show, I absolutely take points in, against them early because the offense still isn't all the way cooking. They're close and they're showing signs, right? And now they're the number one seed in the AFC again. I think they're going to wrap up that number one seed. We'll see. But this team has such a high ceiling. And when you think back to their, the year they actually won the Super Bowl, a couple years ago, that was the year after Mahomes exploded and brought the the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game, and they lose to the Patriots that year, and it was the the Rams losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The following year, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they didn't get off to the best start. Mahomes was dinged up, you know, he's in and out a, a little bit, I believe. He missed a couple of weeks, and it was just like a up and down first half, first three quarters of the year, and then they hit it. And they hit their stride. And I wonder if that's what we just saw. I mean, they've won a bunch of games in a row, right? They were three and four. Now they're 10 and four. Do the math, James. Seven in a row. But a comeback like that against the Chargers can really fuel you and can really bring the guys closer. The defense is playing better. The offense still isn't all the way there yet, and they're 10 and four. So to me, if there's a team in the AFC, it's the Chiefs. 
And then in the NFC, it's Green Bay. And it's it, it's wild because as much parody as there's been this year, and there's this whole cluster, especially in the AFC, of seven and seven, eight and six, where the uh let's see, who was it? The oh, the Browns on Monday night. They lose to the Raiders on a last second field goal. That last second field goal cost them eight spots in the AFC playoff race. They went from the fourth seed with a win in number one in the AFC North, dropping down to 12th. And it's eight and six versus seven and seven. It's not like the record changed four games and yet they dropped that many spots. So every game is crazy. You know, it costs so much. And it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next few. I can't remember an NFL season like this, and and we still have three weeks to go. The thing that I'm looking at, and I think is is really interesting, is the Bills. Bills play the Patriots this week. I think the Bills. This might be a hot take because they lost to the Patriots in that weird weather game a few weeks ago. Buffalo should have won that game. They tried to be this ground and pound team against the Patriots. And offensive coordinator Brian Dable did that. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, no, run the ball with Josh Allen, spread the Patriots out, let Josh Allen make f- plays with his feet. And then when you suck that defense in, because after a couple of plays like that, it's going to change, have him throw over the top. Use your weapons. Don't try to be this ground and pound Patriots team. I get what the weather is. Josh Allen was slicing and dicing through that weather. And I thought that was a missed opportunity. And so I'm curious to see the Patriots nine and five, the Bills eight and six, AFC East on the line. If the Bills went out, they win the division and uh, could be right on the the Chiefs' heels, like everyone expected uh, at the start of the year. Hell, some picked them to to win that AFC. I didn't, but okay, you know they they're certainly capable of doing it. Go to New England and get the win show everyone that it's not just the page the Patriots dynasty isn't just going to continue and their dominance on the AFC East isn't going to continue go do it and, and rely on Josh Allen and that's the part of it be true to who you are because I don't think they were true to who they were they tried to play the way the Patriots wanted to play an out physical team out out physical them I get being physical you're not a between the tackles running team where it's I formation Josh Allen hands the ball off three and a half yards in a cloud. That's that's not it. And what is it is spread them. We got Diggs over here, Gabriel Davis over here, Emmanuel Sanders here, Cole Beasley. Okay, tight end here. All right. I'm going to read one, read two. I'm going to run it if I have a running lane, if those two reads aren't open, or I'm going to buy time. And that's the part. Now, we don't know what the weather is going to be like in New England, but it's late December. And... I doubt it's going to be 65 and sunny at Gillette. And if so, that's fine. That, that should favor the Bills because they like to push the ball down the field and uh, and have fun on offense and, and really get it going. But that's the part of it. You, you know, you have to put pressure on this Patriots offense to throw and to throw and to throw some more. And that's what the Colts did this past week. And then you're going to make Mac Jones make a mistake or two. He's a rookie. And the Patriots clearly aren't trusting him the way, you know, the Chargers trusted Justin Herbert as a rookie or uh, the way the Bengals trusted Joe Burrow as a rookie. Mac Jones is fine, but he doesn't have the weapons like that. And he certainly isn't on that level 
of quarterback, at least in my opinion. Maybe maybe others think so. I, I don't think that. I think he's good, but I think there's a reason the Patriots lean on their defense and run game because it's their strengths, which not knocking them. I think it's the way to go. But if you're the Bills, get out to an early lead, apply pressure on the Patriots' offense to, to throw the ball and to abandon the run game a little bit. And if you do that, I think you have a shot to, to win and, and essentially control your own destiny in the AFC playoff race, in the AFC East at least. So, man, it's crazy. I'm looking at these standings here on Tuesday afternoon, and there's just so many teams on the bubble, right? Eight and six, good enough for the bubble for the Ravens. Seven, six, and one for the Steelers. Seven and seven Raiders. Seven and seven Dolphins. Seven and seven Browns. Seven and seven Broncos. It's crazy. The only teams that have been eliminated in the AFC playoff race, two and two Jacksonville, two 11 and one Detroit, three and 11 Houston, Three and eleven New York and four and ten Chicago are, are the only teams that have been eliminated in the playoff race thus far. So, uh, just wild, wild times. Um, but we're gonna have you covered every step of the way. We are right here on Locked On NFL. So make sure you check that out if you're looking for Bengals coverage. I know some of my Bengals listeners watch this and, and listen to this. Uh, check out Locked On Bengals. Check that. Check out. Locked on Jaguars. I know Tony's going to power through. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked on NFL. So that's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Locked on NFL. Make sure you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas to you if you celebrate Christmas. And man, it's uh, it's been a crazy, crazy time. Only one more Locked on NFL show for me in 2021 which uh, is wild. I can't wait for it. Can't wait to talk to you guys each and every week. Again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast.